0: This is the JLB Podcast: Conversations to Expand the Mind. We have Adam Dixon here for the second time in—I think it was a couple months ago—that we first started talking. Um, it's a couple
1: months now, yeah, probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. Is
0: now. you still have the same background. Um, I can still see the same football on your shelf and everything. Yeah,
1: yeah, my computer's in the same spot. It hasn't moved. But the but topic look, has looking changed. To, the topic's changed. That's the thing. And we've changed as people, too. Yes. Inevitably, we have grown. Yes. Even if it's the smallest amount ever. And uh, yeah, back back here to share, share the views and share the perceptions. Yeah. Pretty much. Small, small
0: bit of growth every day. Um, okay, so let's introduce the topic. So something that we wanted to talk about and that I'm very grateful that you are willing to talk about is <clears throat> death. Um, death and suffering along mm. with joy and life um Mm. i i'll just give a little introduction as to why i was thinking about this topic in the first place i was sitting uh in a car the other day driving on this really bumpy dirt road just looking out the window and it was a rather full car and somebody in the car took a phone call and within a couple of minutes of answering the phone call just broke down into tears um and weeping Mm. and when and the car the car went silent and when they hung up Obviously we all wanted to know what was what was wrong and they said that a friend a friend from a long time ago a life lifelong friend had died Um, And it just hit all of us at once and we all just were silent and we were thinking about this and It just so happens that earlier that morning. I was reading um, some articles on motivation and on the strength to you know get up early and work hard and that was in the back of my mind, and then all of a sudden right in the forefront of my mind was this idea of how close death is um, at all times, in all moments. It wasn't a, you know, I, they weren't 90 years old and died of uh, poor health. They died very young. Um, so it made me think about how, why would I ever need motivation from some inspirational something to use my time that is so finite and so limited um, wisely and, and in a beautiful way? Um, and then I thought, and it went deeper, and I thought, okay, then if death is so inspiring, why don't we talk about it more, and suffering? Uh, so that was the premise <laughs> of wanting to have this conversation. So I thought maybe we could start about talking about traditional views of death, um, and yep. maybe what society interprets it as. I would love to know, maybe over in Australia, what you guys think about death.
1: Okay, I think, I think death is, I'd say, viewed very similar. In the Western culture in general, like, so, you know, the general with Western countries, they would still think very similarly of death, like as in like something to avoid, um, I we go into that in a sec, I'll first say, a lot of cultures do embrace death, a lot of cultures do, uh, I know Hindu, I think, I don't, don't, don't quote me on this, so I don't want to be like liable for anything stupid, anything stupid, but I know a lot of religions do embrace death, a lot of cultures do embrace death. Uh, as a very necessary thing and something that isn't necess- isn't really to be to be avoided i know that the aboriginal the indigenous uh, communities in australia digital and uh, the indigenous get uh, yeah, community in australia they um they at least used to see death as something that was sometimes just you were just chosen and then they would believe with absolute certainty that they were going to die and then they would die they would die so like they 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 believed that like they, they ter- their time had come based on a Certain ritual they did, um, and then from there they they would be absolutely adamant. Okay, I'm, I've been chosen. I'm gonna die, and they weren't even they weren't even angry about it. They weren't even they weren't you know sad about it. They just okay, this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna die, and they did die like within a week every time because I was so certain. So it's almost like they brought upon circumstances, or they just I don't know. You know, it's crazy, uh, very interesting. But um, yeah, in Western society, so America and Australia and England and Canada, whatever. We all see death, generally and traditionally, as something that is, uh, I think, generally as a whole. And this isn't everyone, but I think everyone's. A lot of people see it as something that is hard to to grasp. I think humans find it hard to grasp anyway. Mm-hmm. Something is hard to grasp. Something to be something to be avoided. Something that involves a lot of pain because it means if someone we know who dies that we love, or, or like. It causes us pain, so therefore we, I think we associate death as painful. Also, the way it's, <laughs> it's portrayed in movies, like <laughs> people can die pretty gruesome deaths, mm-hmm. whether it's a, in a comedic way or in a real way, or they're shot, they're, they die of sickness. It's often, often connotated with a lot of pain, connected to a lot of pain. So I think everything of, that we visually perceive death to be, and even uh, emotionally perceive it to be, uh, it's something is very detrimental to us and of course from a survival perspective you, you know, back in caveman times and tribal times we've always wanted to survive and so we we've, this is why we are where we are now we've learned ways to like shut out nature because that's where the survival is like you still we can still see it you go to like you on a national park you see the animals fighting it out so they're still back they're still living back in time whereas where We've, we've tried to remove ourselves from that because we're so scared of death. We've removed ourselves from that environment and put ourselves in these concrete jungles or in, the, in these homes with fences, so it keeps everything out and we, we can stay safe. And it can go on forever, but I think that's caused a lot of, I had this conversation the other day actually, it's caused a lot of problems in some ways because I think instead of focusing on survival, which is kind of what we're designed to do, it's been a gift and a curse because now a lot of mental illnesses I think have fallen because our brains need something to focus on but we're kind of just so safe and we're creating problems and it's just driving us crazy. <laughs> um, whereas if we've got something to focus on, something to, something to, something to go move towards, and I think that's where you have to be really aware of these days. Awareness is key because we have a gift now. Because we're not focused on survival anymore, we can focus on things that are much more complex and much more spiritually enhancing than just surviving. But if we don't, and we live in this world, I think it causes us a lot of problems. Hence materialism, hence capitalism, negative capitalism, hence greed, hence a lot of things that aren't, aren't to our aren't to our benefit. But yeah, a, I kind of went off different tangents, but yeah, keep going.
0: Keep it's going. really interesting. Um, one thing, I mean, a lot of things made me think about different angles of this conversation <laughs> now, but one of them being um, the kind of paradox that exists with, the better life is, the more you fear and dread death. It just makes sense. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Which what we are continually pursuing and innovating and building and acquiring is comfort um, and security, which is which is another part of human existence is the pursuit of <laughs> security. Um, but I the way I was thinking because it's also interesting that um you know we talk about different societies embracing death. In Christianity which is what I was raised uh, with death is is much better than life because then you transition into the afterlife Mm. into heaven Mm. Um, but there's this dichotomy of believing that there is something wonderful after death and being unwilling to accept it in the awareness kind of way that you're talking about this idea of having it be a part of your life um having it be a part of your decisions having it be a part of uh, for instance for me the way that i was thinking about it was something as small as you know do i get up and do you know the things that i need to do to to work towards whatever goals or dreams that i'm thinking of or do i lay in bed and you know am i comfortable um and when mm. you introduce the concept of how finite life is um and how privileged we are to be alive then it it provides this motivation that is natural uh, and that comes mm-hmm. from wholly the natural process of birth and living and death. Um, mm. So I thought it was really interesting.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think I just want to add a little bit, what you made me just think of then is the immort- concept of immortality, right? <clears throat> so if we were immortal, you we wouldn't have the motivation to do anything, man. Like you wouldn't, I don't think, I think we'd be extremely depressed and bored just living forever, like, that would be, that would kind of suck. Like, even though as a child it seemed like the best possible thing ever, the older you get, and I think it makes sense to the people I've, it uh, makes, it connects to the people I've talked to that are older, and, uh, you know, in the 80s and 90s, they actually, they kind of embrace death. They kind of, like, yeah, if I die, I've left a good life, you know, I've done, I've actively pursued things I've loved, and I know if I die, if I die soon, that's okay. I'm not actually afraid of it. Whereas if you're young, you know, you want to, you want to live life. You want to take the opportunity. You want to you want to feel all the things. You want to experience all the things. And it's funny how, as you get older, it starts to become like even at even at your early twenties like we are. It's it's still you start to see the oh okay, it's better that things are limited because otherwise how can you like I said how can you appreciate the opposite if it doesn't if, you, if death doesn't exist how can you appreciate life like really? Because if you're immortal, life is just infinite. So it's always, it's always going to be here, so we can just... As well, what's, the point in, what's the point in making things happen, really? Yeah. You know? That's really interesting. So, yeah.
0: That's a really interesting perspective. Um, so, Thanks. <laughs> for one of the things that I talked about in the article was this idea of the encompassing circle of human existence, as I um, so verbosely labeled it. Um, this idea that mm. death, joy, suffering, and life are... Are all melded together into one cycle one circle um, Mm. that is foundational to what it means to be human and to be alive Um, Mm. and then therefore and therefore it's a balance right it's a it's two halves of a circle and if you take one half away there's an imbalance Um, and then Mm. ensuing problems like kind of like what you were talking about with the greed and with the um, with the you know everything else you named that's part of this imbalance, this idea of living your life according to one half of the circle, which is the pursuit of joy um, and life and the, the sequestering and the um, kind of earmarking for a certain part of your life, the part of death. So when you go to a funeral, then you can, then you can think about death and you can cry about it and everything. But as soon as you go home, it's, you're trying to, to push those feelings Sorry, down. To... It.
1: It's, just like, it's kind, of, kind of like escaping, isn't it? like that, that I immediately thought of that and soon it's like yeah you experience death it hurts right it's painful and as soon as you get home it's like oh I want to get out of this I hate this feeling like I want to I want to I don't know distract myself with TV or read or whatever like do something else which is funny because it's always there it's always there it's always yeah. a possibility yeah it should definitely. be more of a conversation something to acknowledge like you said something to acknowledge like yeah. something to just you know, and, and all of us, not, not like even us, we we were guilty of, of this for sure. Like, like you said, like it wasn't until you're in the car and that person reacted and you all reacted, you're like, oh, hang on. Now you're in a more analytic state in life. You can you can look at that and think, whoa, actually, hang on, why? What was that? Like, what was that whole thing that just happened? And you know, I think that's it is important. It is an important conversation because it's something literally everyone has to face. Like, isn't that weird? Like, we we're all going to die. One day. Me and you, everyone listening to this podcast, everyone Mm. who is alive on Earth and has ever lived on Earth has to face death. That's scary and kind of awesome at the same time. Um, It's weird once you kind of make it about yourself because you always kind of think, oh, it's other people that are dying. It's not me. It's other people. It sucks. But then it's like, no, eventually, me too. And um, I don't know. It's a very humbling thing. I think it kind of brings us all together in a way like a lot of people like actually you know what a lot of people like to say oh we all die alone yes and no yes because you know you are the one who dies like at the time you die often you're the only one who dies often not always but when you when you acknowledge that that part of it and then think oh also because we all die and whether or not you believe in an afterlife or not you know we're all kind of in it together, like we're all facing death together, even if it's in our own ways, just like life it's our own perception of mm-hmm. life it's our own own our own uh, uh manifestation of what we see our perception is the same in a way we all experience life together, but on our own we all die together but on our own it's like yes and no it's both that makes sense um, yeah,
0: yeah. It's incredibly yeah. unifying if you, if you think about that that way because it's a shared, it's a universal um, mm. trait, if you will, of human existence across all mm. boundaries that we construct. Um, so if, if you want to look at it from that perspective, it's, it's incredibly, like you said, humbling um, to be brought on the same level and it, it's eye-opening because really it's not humbling in the, in the aspect of bringing you down from somewhere mm. you belong to be. It's, it's eye-opening in, in the respect of... Mm-hmm opening your eyes to the truth um that it is yeah. that it, what it means to be human uh, across all boundaries so so this this idea um of the circle um and the the motivation that one might might get from it um it was a topic that that mm-hmm. i have been kind of tumbling around in my head recently because it's and i like what you said in the beginning about awareness because it's so incredibly hard and i don't know if it's even possible to live every day of your life Fully aware or meditating on the idea of the nah. Terminable nature of your life, you know that it, that it will end um, But I liked what you said about awareness because it is possible to have this awareness of mm-hmm. and therefore gratitude for your life um, which includes the mm-hmm. the suffering aspect of life because suffering if you accept it as mm-hmm. part of who you are as a human and part of life it's not something that you dread and that you seek to avoid at all costs because eventually it is going to take place. It's something that you use to appreciate what mm-hmm. it means to be joyful and to have joy in your life. Um, mm-hmm. And then what it means to even be alive in the first mm-hmm. place. It's both also, joy like and back suffering. to
1: negative emotions in general. Like <laughs> if, you, if you associate uh, death with pain and you associate negative emotions with pain, something to avoid or something that isn't right even, right. this comes back to right and wrong and... You know, there is no right and wrong. It's it's just what you focus on. Obviously, you can have more of one f- emotional feeling if you focus on that in your life more. So whether it's happiness or sadness or anger or whatever. But you can't... All these emotions make up who you are. So if you're, if you're neglecting the fact that the others can't even exist anymore, it's just, like, it's not functional, you know? So the same, same thing with being aware. It's just being aware mm-hmm. of it. It's like... Oh, this happened, I feel sad. Let yourself feel sad. That's a huge thing. People don't do that. Let yourself feel sad. Let yourself feel angry or frustrated or whatever it is. Because that's therapeutic. Like, how good do you feel after you cry? It's great. Everyone should cry. <laughs> it's a re- recommended thing. But, like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very therapeutic. And the more you put it off, it's just the more shit you're putting onto your uh, uh, onto your spirit or onto your onto yourself it's too much, just like, let it happen, go with the flow, really let it come out, and it doesn't matter what people think of you, like, just, just, it matters what you think of you, that's the most important thing, and that's what, ultimately, it's ultimately what you think of yourself is going to affect you the most of anything else in your life, so, you know, just embrace other parts, of, other parts of who you are, and other, and the same with death, death is part of you, death is part of you. Like you're aware, whether even if you try to avoid it, you know it's there. So just embrace it as part of you. Don't. I'm not saying, go just go mm-hmm. seek it out. Don't don't die, if you don't want to die. But like, um, you know, make the most of this opportunity we have called life, to the, to the fullest that you can possibly have it. And then, however death comes its way towards you, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's in sickness and you don't want to die, fair enough. I'm not saying just go with the flow and let yourself die, but I'm saying fight it and live or embrace the fact that you know Or well, let it help uh, help it let like help let it enable you to appreciate life is what i'm trying to say let it enable you to really take everything mm-hmm. as like oh. you know like often like really good if something's bothering you right in life it's a great way to um kind of put it in perspective is to say you know, in five years, will this will this matter? So in five years' time, what's bothering me right now, will it matter? Because I'll die one day, and like, if, I let, if I know I let this piss me off this much, like, I'll be pissed at myself, so, you know. I feel that's a really good thing. to uh, something I heard recently, and I was like, wow, that really helps. So, yeah. And yeah, it's all part of the circle, like you said.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't yeah. agree more it's a phenomenal perspective to begin to understand and to adopt um in every every uh side or every end of the spectrum or both ends of the spectrum i suppose um because in moments of difficulty it it opens your eyes to reality which is you know difficulty is is nothing um or rather it is something that's overcome over um you can overcome or in moments of um you know indecision uh, on whether you should pursue something that perhaps is daunting or bigger than what you think that you are or others are discouraging you from pursuing it when you consider that you have this loan um, of time and you don't really know how long it is but you know that it's slowly ending uh, and slowly running out not in a terrible way but in a way that's like you know, the ride is almost over, let's enjoy every bit of it as opposed to just enjoying the beginning but then hoping Mm. that it doesn't end for the rest of the two-thirds, you know, of the ride. Um, When you can appreciate that it's a finite thing, I think it provides this immense uh, decision-making power for what you want to do with your life, how you want to do it, who you want to pursue, uh, who Mm. you want to be is another big thing. Do you want to be that person that you don't admire you don't respect and that you don't think is... um, has integrity and humility and and people pursue them and people look up to them? Or do you want to be someone who is all of those things Mm, and is someone worth living for?
1: 100%. Also, uh, time is a very interesting thing. I have an abundance of time, but it's not going to last forever. How can I best manage that? I feel like that's the best way to put it. You have so much time, so much... um, So much gift that it's to use, but how are you going to use it?
0: Yeah, and are you going to decide how you use it, or are you going to let others decide how you use it? Yeah. Well, we'll have to um, talk about the illusion of time next time. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next time that our our timelines manage to align and we can get this 17-hour difference. We can conquer it with Skype and with a lot of planning and a lot of me Googling time in Sydney, time in L.A., (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So confusing every time. I need to just figure out a chart or something. Um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, But thank you so much, Adam. Uh, it's been another wonderful conversation. I really look forward to the next one. I have a couple of ideas um, brewing uh, that I would love Sweet. to discuss with you. But uh, yeah. thank you so much for joining always, us, always. and we look forward to the next time.
1: It's my absolute pleasure. I always love having a conversation with you, Mister Jeremiah Barnett. My pleasure. I'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. See you later.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the JLB podcast conversations to expand the mind. Have a nice day and we will see you again soon.